set of challenges. Who better to give you advice than me and the boy? Let them have a podcast anyway. Need your mama's permission. This is the Battle Podcast. What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Full Money Johnny. And I'm Ray Ray all day. What's going on, Ray? Ray. What are you guys doing over there? Yeah, chilling like a villain. Where's that Mainer? Mainer's back. I'm just pulling up some stats. Oh, Oh. wait, no. no. Whoa. 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 Wow, dude. He's acting like he's working on the podcast. You know, if you did the preparation before you got here, it probably wouldn't feel so much stress. No, actually, I am looking at the stats. We. I'm seeing some good bumps. Good you know what? You know what's funny? You know why Mike's really stressed out right now? Why is that? Why am I stressed? Because he conned me. All right. Mike, oh, the big Mike con? conned me into playing softball this year, right? Oh. You know, I'm I'm coming out of 15 years of retirement and about, you know, a hundred pounds <laughs> later. And you know, the guy brings 100? me in. You know, Ooh, hey, you go there. Okay. I know this ain't the skinny calling the fat fat. Uh, Notice he said hundred pounds later, not hundred pounds lighter. Yes. Oh, That's okay. exactly what I said. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, but uh, you know, yeah, he talked me out of retirement and uh, I, yep. I I learned something, a very valid lesson. Oh, Stretch yeah. before you play. Here we go. Uh, every Here ounce of athletic. <laughs> Ability that I once had is now gone. I mean, it's just semi. <laughs> you were good once as you ever was. But uh, you know what's sad? What? Please as bad me. as I am, I got a higher batting average than Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you only I had mean, one at bat. I bat a thousand, baby. I bat a thousand. <laughs> you only had one at bat. Oh, it doesn't matter, dude. You had two at bats and yeah. you, you were one for two, baby. You won for two. And Don't what worry. happened we on that won't. second bat? Let's talk about that. All right, I'll talk about it. Nostradamus. I was telling everybody. <laughs> over there, stop predicting what will happen in the Mr. future. Mr. Walensky, or what's the name? I was or telling him. everyone to stop swinging at the first pitch, and then I swing first pitch and do everything I tell my team uh, not to do. Just a bad coach right there. Screw it up. Are you the coach? Yeah, I, I'm a player I manager. Know, I didn't know he was the coach. I'm a player manager. Player manager. Oh, yeah. Player manager. Oh, I might need to get an out there. We got nine more games. Nine and, and, more. And then games. you want to know what the season. sickest part of the joke is? Here we go. He puts me, one of the fattest guys in the team, to play catcher. <laughs> oh. I looked at the ump last week and I'm like, dude, is this some kind of sick joke? Like, does he realize how much work it takes to get me out of this freaking squat? I know. That's why I did it. He's yeah. the man <laughs> with the bad chase. It's, it's better than the bench. Oh, uh, you know, well, obviously I can't sit on the bench. Not with a batting average I got. I'm batting a thousand right oh. now. Can't put him on the bench now. <laughs> right, in a couple in a couple of weeks, I'll come back Ooh. with his newest batting average. You know, you know what the funny thing is, guys, and I don't even have a pair of baseball goggles like Mike's got on over there. You know, true. Uh, that might be the problem. Man. <laughs> I mean, he's looking around. In he's the crowd. bringing sexy back. Well, he's looking around the crowd, yep. thinking Big Poppy's showing up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, he, he's thinking somebody you know from the Sox is showing up. Hey, Mike, we've been looking for you all our lives. You know what I'm saying? Here waiting for this opportunity. Yeah, this opportunity. Yeah, you can see him out there kicking the clay off his off his cleats. Oh, you know, my, Mike's got everything. I got to tell you right now, he's got the cleats, he's got the pants, he's even got the friggin' little belt that goes with the pants. Oh, you know, ooh. got the old tucked in shirt. You know, talk about oh, the jersey nice. though, man. Nice. Oh, Who's jersey. on the front? Who's on the front? Oh, dude, don't try, don't try to front with Jesus, Jesus now. That's who I play for. Uh huh. <laughs> Sounds to me like you're playing for you as much as you keep talking about that one mistake you made. Oh, that no. affected your batting average. Nope, affected the team. I didn't hear Jesus in any of that. Did you, right? I didn't hear none. 
I didn't hear him. I didn't hear Jesus come up one time. Fellowship teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Jesus can take the wheel and the softball. Yeah. So, John, why do you got to be a hater? Oh, I, why am I? Yeah. Why a hater? Haters gonna hate. You're a hater, bro. Oh, Not me. We're man. hating in here today. I was hearing a whole bunch Feeling of hate. The hate. <laughs> Old nope. truckload of hate. People are afraid to hear the truth, aren't they, Mike? Yes, they are. Mm. <laughs> you ain't gonna tell me the truth. I'll tell you all day long about my truth. Yeah. Short, fat, and balding. And cramping. And cramping. But, but, but John, mean, how, how does that make you feel? Uh, it makes me feel very painful, Fritzy, because yeah. uh, after I ran the first play, base, I think I blew up my calf. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. I the got man second, with the bad chase. But I did slide into third, baby. Yeah. Who, yeah. who helped you up? Me. Oh, yeah? You got up on your own? Got up, hell yeah, I got uh, up on my own. Just making sure you... I mean, I have a hard time getting off the couch and out of bed, but I got up on my own on that field. I'll tell you that much right now. I had a hard time getting out of my car, but hey, I did it. Oh, man. That is so, too well, you know. They say feelings like outweigh the night. facts, you know, pun intended. What I, what I say at the beginning of the podcast, stretch, stretch, stretch. That's one thing you got to understand. It's my nickname. Is that you've got to stretch. When you get in your 40s, you got to stretch. My kids make fun of me, though. I'll sit there. 40s. They're like, hey, dad, come play soccer with me. I'm like, all right. So I get out there and I'm stretching my legs down. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, yo, I'm you're, old. You're if like I don't, weird. Yeah. Everybody's looking at you. <laughs> if I don't stretch, I'm going to blow something. Oh my God, you're making me look stupid in front of all my friends. Quit at. You think you look stupid now. Wait till I blow this D out of this gap. Out. <laughs> make, oh, oh, hammy. It makes me think of that movie, uh, White Man Can't Jump with uh, Woody Harrelson and uh, Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Uh -huh. He's over there jumping and squatting his knees up by his ears and going crazy. <laughs> No, you know what was the all-time best? The movie Grown Ups, when Kevin James looks at the other guy and goes, you want his fake injuries? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I pulled a hammy. Oh, I got a hammy. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, man. But Mike touched on a hater's going to hate, right? Yep. And he asked why you hate. And well, in our culture today, people hate the truth. And it's because it makes them uncomfortable, I think. Well, the only thing that people hate more than truth in this culture today is the people that bring it. Oh, uh, yeah. That's mm. true. You bring the truth, man. People hate you. They, they do. They do not want to hear the truth. No. Nope. They don't care. They don't care if if it, if you're 100% accurate. They don't want to hear it. And it's it's we're really in, in a bad state of affairs in our culture today with where people are so caught up in their feelings. And we've had an episode about that, so I don't want to get too deep into that side of it. But, you know, people are going to hate you when you stand up for what is right. Yeah. And... Men need to understand that you got to be willing to step up in those moments and be willing to step out because not everybody's going to like it. Nope. And quite honestly, in the culture we live in today, most people ain't. No, they're going to hate it. I think another a bigger thing than that is that a lie doesn't become truth or false facts don't become truth just because enough people are saying it. And that's what tends to happen so you get a bunch of people saying one thing and then when somebody comes up with the truth then they're hating on you because you're bringing the truth well you can always tell when someone doesn't operate in truth and facts when they start off with well i just feel oh yeah i feel like i think yeah mm -hmm. it don't matter what you think it doesn't matter what you feel the truth is the truth that's it facts don't care about your feelings and they don't but nope. but we live in a culture yeah but oprah said yeah, <laughs> but we live we live in a culture today where people it, they've bought into their feelings are more important than truth. Yep. Oh yeah. And and right now, and people hate they literally hate people that bring the truth. They don't want they despise them. Yeah. 
What do you think that is, Johnny? You think you people just live in this little glass house or this little bubble? And because I don't think anybody's personal space is peaceful right now. I think the. I and think if it the, is, I want what you got. Yeah, but I honestly think it's because the truth hurts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it does. It has it, in my life. And it stings. Yeah. You know you one bet. of the one of the, one of the things that I think is that. We, our generation, which is, you know, mid 40s and up, have raised these kids where everybody gets a trophy. Mm -hmm. Everybody's right. Every answer gets some point value to it in a test. That's not truth. So these kids are being raised, even the 20 somethings have been raised without the truth, without the fact that, you know what? You suck. You suck at basketball. You know, well, because it's, they, about be, it's about being uncomfortable, right? Right. We make sure we go out of our way that make sure that our kids are never uncomfortable. We do everything in our power to make sure that they have comfort. So you lie to them. So it's, it really, I mean, you think about it. I mean, it's it's really kind of it's sad that it's not about necessity anymore. It's about want and desire, right? We feed that more than we feed necessity. So you know, we are so afraid of our kids being made to feel uncomfortable or something not going their way or they feel awkward. I mean, we live in a culture today where so many people are on medication because they can't handle simple, small doses of anxiety. Yeah. Because of that little teeny bit of discomfort sends them over the top. I mean, it's, it's scary. Well, we used to deal with that growing up. We'd go out and play. Yeah, but they, they're being raised that way. That's the problem is we need to stand up and spoon feed the truth at a younger age. And then the bigger they get, the more truth you give them. Because if they, if, like I said, everybody gets a trophy. So they grow up thinking that, you know, life is going to be like this. And then when life starts kicking them in the ass, they don't know how to handle it when things don't actually go their way. Well, the other part of it too is, is that we have to make sure that everything is grounded in truth. True. And a lot of times we don't. Just because you take the horn off a cow and stick it on a horse. Don't make it a unicorn. Yeah. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And just because, you know, you may take something from one other thing and put it on another does not make it something that it's not, you know, and we live in a culture today now where, you know, we can't even, you know, I don't want to get too political, but I mean, we just had this, you know, they're, they're, they're interviewing and talking to the next Supreme court justice. Right. And the simplest question is, is there a difference between men and women? That person can't answer it. No, refuses to answer well, it. Well, that's the word. Well, refuses. refuses to answer it, but why? Because they're put in a position be- that they can't because if they say the wrong thing. Or the right thing. Or the right or thing. Or the right thing. Then they're, they're, they're going to be ostracized either way. Yeah. So right. they just try to stay away from it. Yeah, but John, she's not a biologist. You- well, but the bottom line is, is just, because, <laughs> just because you put body parts on somebody does not make that person male or female. But 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 you just I, I tell you. you just described the actual the big problem right there is that people are afraid yep. to speak the truth, yep. whatever that may be, for for recourse yep. because they, they believe that there's going to be some sort of recourse negative recourse. Yep, I I have friends that worry about anything that they say could come back and affect their job. Could back they could get fired. Like it's crazy and people are getting fired and we're not their opinions. We're not that. that, Well, that's it. We're not talking about, you know, drastically racist things or homophobic things or any of that crap. We're talking about the simplest thing, Mm -hmm. the most minute thing that guys have a penis, girls have a vagina. 
Period. They're afraid. Yeah. And I want to be perfectly clear. We're not haters. No, not at all. But we're talking about hate and haters, but we are not. No, we're not. But the fact that people are afraid to address the truth for recourse is a very bad place to be in. Well, it's about choices, right? If you're a man and you you choose that you want to become physically female and you pay and do all the things that you want to do to physically look like a woman, that doesn't change who you are on the inside genetically. And what I'm saying is, is that you don't all, all of a sudden have ovaries and you can't have children because now you look like a girl. Just like if a female decides to look like a man physically does not mean that she can re- reproduce, have sperm and create babies. Right. I mean, what's on the outside does not always reflect on what's on the inside. Now, that's a choice. If that's what you choose to do. And that's what you want to do. That's your business. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that the rest of the world has to say, well, now that's changed. You're right. still genetically a male and you're still genetically a female. Yep. Those are the facts. But like you were saying, People can't stand to hear that. People get physically And I don't upset. hate anybody that wants to do what they want to do. It's no, I, yeah. So I, mean, I wanted to make that perfectly clear. Yeah, but I mean, they have totally upset the apple cart when it comes to sometimes big corporations having to rewrite their HR policy. Well, does it, we've changed the word. Uh, you know, we talk about tolerance and acceptance, right? To it was, you know, okay, you're tolerant of something in spite of something. Yeah. You know, like. You know, if somebody, you know, like me, you know, I got meat on my bones, you know, you may look at me with my shirt off and you tolerate me with my shirt off because we're friends. You know what I mean? But deep down inside, you really don't want to be hanging out with me with my shirt off, right? But you tolerate it because we're out on a boat and you hope nobody else sees you, right? And that would be, and that would be because you make me feel uncomfortable. Or you're providing shade so people can fish, you know? But that doesn't mean you have to agree. You know, it doesn't mean you have to agree or go along with or say that it's okay. Right. You know? And, and I think that that's where the, where, the, where the conundrum comes in and the problem comes in. It's like we, you can accept somebody and, and accept where they're at and, and, and appreciate them and love them and care about them. But it does not mean that you have to, to agree with what they're doing or right. agree how they live. It's like saying, you know, you can't, you know, to, to love a drug addict, you got to be okay with doing drugs. Right. Yep. No, you, you don't. You know? Or if you like, you got to love an alcoholic, you got to be okay with, with being an alcoholic or drinking. Or an abuser. That's, you know what I mean? That's false. Yeah. You know, those are all choices that we make, things that we do. And you can still love a person in spite of those things. And you can be tolerant of that person because of love in spite of the things that they do. But that's one of the biggest but problems. But hey, I don't want to cut yeah, you off, ahead. Ray, but I will. But we got to go to a quick break, but we'll come right back and hit on that as soon as we finish up. You're listening to The Battle Podcast, a GSR podcast production. What up, man? This is Fritz, producer of The Battle Podcast. We want to thank you for listening today as we know your time is valuable. If you're finding this content helpful and useful in your life, well, maybe consider supporting us as a business sponsor or a personal gift. You know, a little goes a long way in helping us continue encouraging other men. We now have a PayPal account which is quick, easy, and very secure. Just type in your browser, paypal.me forward slash the battle podcast. That's paypal.me slash the battle podcast. Or snail mail us a check. We don't care. We just appreciate each and every one of you. And as always, don't hesitate to contact us at the battle podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to be a guest or you have a show suggestion. That's the battle podcast at gmail.com. Okay, enough of this. Let's get back to it. So, Ray, you were getting ready to say something? Yeah, I was getting ready to say that. Uh, welcome back, everybody. And then I was going to say. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, such a in, gentleman. In, in America, 
that people think, you know, you, we, you were talking about, you think because you accept what somebody is or you, you, you have to agree with what they are. Or if you don't accept it, you can't agree with it. You see what I'm getting at? So I think I'm kind of jumbling it all up, but people think that because you're not okay with something, you're against it and that you hate that person or you hate that. Like you said earlier, we don't care what you want to do with your body. Uh-huh. You know, we care about the person in the heart. As long as you're not hurting somebody else. Exactly. Yeah, you can't agree to disagree anymore. Nope. I mean, well, those days e- are done. Even when, even when you go at that, as long as you're not hurting somebody else, when you think about that, drug addicts, alcoholics, and stuff like that, they're not physically hurting somebody else, but, but somebody they else. are emotionally and mentally hurting somebody else. Now, again, oh. you can still love that person and not agree with what they're doing and, and try to help them through it. But you don't have to, what was it you were saying? You don't have to be an alcoholic. You don't have to be okay with them being an alcoholic because you can still not be okay with them being an alcoholic and still love them and still try to help them. It's like I had my buddy over one time and his wife was, she had said to me, she said, well, you're a Christian, right? I said, yeah. She goes, so what about the whole homosexuality thing? You guys hate gay people. And I said, where do you come up with that? She goes, well, you Christians, you guys, y'all hate gay people. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't hate gay people. Oh, yeah. I mean, you guys don't necessarily... That's not true. Those aren't real Christians. If somebody's right. telling you that they hate somebody because they're gay, they're not a Christian. Right. God calls us to love everybody. Yep. You know, everybody. I don't have to agree with their lifestyle. I don't have to agree with what they do, but I'm still called to love everybody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's the expectation for me in my life and by the moral compass and the standards that I live by and the morality that I live by, you know, in my faith, I'm expected to love everybody. That That's the expectation that God puts on me regardless you know, so, you know, just because I don't agree with what you're doing doesn't mean I can't love you. Doesn't mean I can't care about you. Doesn't mean I can't be there for you. Doesn't mean I can't, you know, conversate with you or have a relationship with you, you know? Right. But as soon as you tell them, hey, what you're doing is not right. I don't, you know, that's not right. You know, biblically, that's not right. What's well, not right for me. Right. And I think that's where we make the mistake, too. It's like, okay, I that's not okay for me in my lifestyle, my, by my morals and my standards. Right. I can't be homosexual. It's not okay for me. But that's where they say, you're wrong. You hate us. You hate everybody. You see what I mean? Yeah. It, it gets, it gets the haters going to hate is that you can't have your own opinion, your own facts, your facts, the facts. Which and- is kind of, so basically... You think about it, it's such, an, it's such a hypocrisy. Now you hate me because I don't agree with what you're doing. So now you're hating me as a person. So it's okay for you to hate me. But I can't hate you because you choose to be this, this, and this. But because I choose not to agree with this, this, and this, it's okay for you to hate me. Right. Well said. What a huge contradiction. That is that that is such a hypocrisy. It's disgusting. Right. You know, let's just do one, let's do ourselves a favor and just quit with all this hate bullshit in the first yeah. place. You know, the only thing that God talks about hating is sin. Mm-hmm. That's it. And everybody does. And we all sin. We're, we're loves, all jacked. God up. loves the sinner, hates the sin. Yep. That's it. And that's what we're called to do. That's so, exactly what we're called to do. And so that that's what we need to look at when we're looking at people and circumstances and situations. You know, you can love a person and not like what they do. It, you know, the best example of that is look at family. Mm-hmm. How many of oh, us yeah. have brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins, whatever, mothers, fathers? We love them, but... 
really don't like the way that they're living or the things that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And if they needed their help and wanted us to be there for them, we'd be there. Be right? there. You, you bet. Yeah. So, but that, you know, we, we don't agree with their lifestyle or agree with the way they walk things out or how they treat people or whatever. I mean, it's this, it's so simple, but yet we make it so hard. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it really is. It's a huge hypocrisy in our, in our culture today. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, it, for instance, like doing drugs, right? If mm-hmm. You're a drug addict. How many drug addicts just walk up and just go in and sit there and do drugs in front of their parents and rub it in their face? Right. Most of them do it outside the home, away from the house or whatever. They try to get away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, when it becomes a problem is when somebody starts rubbing something in your face. Yep. Yeah. That's when you force. Yep. That's when you force people to stand up and have to take a side or a stand on something. And they're trying to hurt you in yeah. front of, and you're trying and, to make you feel that hurt that they're feeling. And that's what we do. We antagonize. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this to get a get a response out of you, so that I can say, "See, you hate me because I do this. You hate me because I live like this." Well, no, I don't. I don't hate you. I don't like what you're doing, and I don't like you throwing it up in my face. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, it's like you know. If that's what you choose to do or choose to be or whatever, that's on you. I don't, I could really care less, to be honest with you. It's like the world has forgotten that you can agree to disagree and still be cordial with everybody. It's not a hard concept. Nowadays, it's either you're with me or you're against me. And and the sad part is that if you look at the workplace in America today, it's actually changing to accommodate those things. The workplace is moving away from truth and facts and moving towards accommodating people's feelings and emotions. Yep. Cause that's right. where the money is. Yep. You know, and it's like, well, you need to change the way that you think and the way you deal with things or how you walk things out because this person, this type of person, which again, which is again, it's a huge hypocrisy. Now you're labeling people like everybody in this group is like this. Well, no, everybody in this group is different. Right. And, you know, not all people are the same. They don't all walk things out the same way. They don't all have the same expectations or the same wants, desires, or whatever it may be. But we categorize them. And, and then we talk about not being bigots and not being racist and everything else. But yet we keep putting people in categories. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest contradiction I've ever seen in my life. You bring up a good point, John. Like, you know, companies are changing their entire philosophies and what they're doing based on one to two percent of the population who reaches out to them and says we're gonna boycott you we're gonna take you down squeaky wheel gets the oil uh-huh mm-hmm. but here's the whole thing is if you treat people with respect no matter what they want to do you can bring them truth and they treat you with respect then there's no issue whatsoever yeah right but that doesn't happen because now it's Either you're for me or you're against me. You're with me or you're not. Well, it's at not the about end, truth yeah, anymore. At the end of the day, that, does people really know what respect is? That's the problem. It's all based on feeling. And the problem with feelings is feelings change. Feelings are fleeting. They change on a regular basis. You know, you could feel happy one minute and then get cut off. And next thing you know, you're feeling pissed off. When you start making accommodations for feelings, and, and I'm going to put something out there and it's going to probably piss some people off, but you know what? That's what I do. I mean, look at the American church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many accommodations has the American church made to, to compensate for people's feelings? Yeah. You know, here you are, you've got the Holy Bible, which is supposed to be the, the book of truth and talking about truth. And we water it down and, and we, we, we hold back and we res- refrain from telling the truth because we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Right. And we're so afraid that if we just, if we come too hard and we tell the truth that people ain't going to come back. Well, then you've got a church full of people that are 
listening to a lie. Yeah. Well, and they're not going to write those big checks. Yeah. And that's, and we're that's, not going to be able to build our sixth church campus. Yeah. And it, you're, it's sad, but it's true that there are some places, some American churches that that's their mentality. It's, it's how many hairy asses can they put in the seats? Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, and, and we've already talked about before that, you know, there are a lot of churches have realized they don't need the husband anymore because mama's no. got the checkbook. Mama got well, the checkbook. Here it is, is they're, they're, they're changing the word of Christ. Like you said, to water it down so they could plant their, ba- their you know, another campus. And I forgot where I was going with that. Gosh, ah! dang boy, man. But, but what did it, Oh, then they state, Oh, we're doing this for Jesus. Jesus, we're changing your words so that you don't offend people so that we can build another campus to attract more people. There's more hypocrisy right there. Jesus well, wasn't worried about offending anybody. I'm no. going to tell you right now, that's, but you, you got to read the woman at the well. You know? <laughs> I'm going to say, let's, quote, got let's quote some Bible over here. Let's go to our armory. Let's bring it back to the old days. <laughs> right. Now, if you're old time listeners, you'll know what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't have the big door uh, sound effect. No Are you going to give it? Are you going to just sit over there and giggle the whole time? I, I'm waiting till <laughs> no. Ray finishes. All right, here we go. All right, 2 Timothy 4, 3, 4. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Mm. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. If we're not living in those times right now, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. That cut deep, man. That cut a lot of people deep. I have more, but we'll hold off on that. And you know, that the the other thing too is, is there are a lot of Christians that are willing to compromise. Yeah. Oh I my mean, gosh, yeah. And the, the issue is, is that just because somebody in your family is experiencing something or lives a certain lifestyle, just because they're your family member does not all of a sudden make that okay. Right. And, and and that's what happens with us is like when it hits home and it's close to home, then we make concessions and reasons why it's okay. And then all of a sudden we want to make bring that into the church, you know, and say that, well, I know such and such, and they're a good person, even though they do this, you know, I mean, Listen, if you're going to live a certain lifestyle or have certain standards of life or living, you know, you know what you're walking into. And, and, and the word tells you the, what it is, and you either want to adhere to it or you don't. Right. You don't change the rules or change the words because to, uh, to, to accommodate what you want to have happen. And we live in a culture where that happens all the time. Right, everywhere. There are all kinds of accommodations that are made to the truth in order to make people feel better about the situation. Well, we've made a... We've made a a world, or, or I guess, a culture of living out of the gray. I mean, it's black or white. There is no gray or neutral ground. But we have created a culture that survives in the gray. Right. Well, it lives there, stays in the there. neutral ground. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's like I was talking about earlier. That you know, everybody gets a trophy. We've created this culture, and I, I, I know I keep harping on that. Everybody gets a trophy thing, but I really believe that's where that's it starts. a great example though. because. You don't know success without failure. Yep. You don't know love without loss or hate. You don't know happiness without sadness. So if you bring a kid up in this world of gray where everything's just in the middle, yep. they, they can't wrap their heads or understand it. When you come with the truth, it cuts them and it hurts them and they can't stand it. I'm a prime witness yeah. of that in my own house. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. going to bring up, you brought up the trophies. I think I brought up in another podcast where I, when I became the president of the league, I was like, we're getting rid of these trophies for everybody. Crap. You know, where the kids who are in first and second, maybe I may, I would like, I actually stump for getting rid of second place. Um, but that's just me. Um, but it was just, 
it was it made sense for especially the kids that are older the younger kids yes i get it the t-ball you know you want a ball like a glove with a ball in it with well, signed you, by your you, coach you say that but mm-hmm. i coached my daughter in soccer yep and they didn't even keep score yeah they gave out these little plastic uh-huh. trophies and the first thing she said to me was dad this thing ain't even metal <laughs> yeah and then she said look it don't even have my name on it yep let me tell you something. Kids know whether they win or lose. Yes. They're not stupid. That's good. And and they know what a good trophy is and what trash is. You know, they know the difference between a toy from the dollar store and a toy from Toys R Us. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, now, now think about this. Everybody gets a little crappy trophy, right? So the people who busted their ass to get first place, yeah. they still get the same crappy trophy. So, so why bust wh- your ass? That's it exactly. That's what it works. That's it exactly. You know, but I, I honestly feel that you're setting, we're setting our kids up for failure because of that. It's why bust my ass. I'm not going to get anything better than that person who's not busting their ass. So well, why, that's why, why last week we have the stats that say, you know, that 40% of the f- folks are going to bug out and not fight. Yeah. 48. And, oh, yeah. And, Excuse me. But, but yeah. then when, when real life comes up, you know, and they don't get a, a, a crappy trophy, they're wondering why not? Why didn't I get anything? You know, they spent their whole youth growing up, you know, well, I'm not going to try any harder because it's not worth it. Or it's frowned upon. People get frowned upon for, for working hard and putting in the work. Yeah, because I mean, other yep. people look bad. Right. I was listening to a talk show on the way into to the house tonight and for the podcast, and they were talking about how Asian Americans, you know, per capita, they're the wealthiest people in America. They make more money because they go to school, they work hard, they study, they score higher on tests. And they make more money. And now they're being lumped into, <laughs> this is how pathetic our country is. Now they're no longer Asians anymore. Now they're considered white and they're considered privileged. <laughs> it's like you got a group of people that are working hard, putting in the work, doing what they got to do. And now they're being penalized for it because they're succeeding. Now they're just, they're privileged. Really? But that's the mentality of our country. It's like anybody that's doing well, well, somebody must have given it to them or they're, they're just lucky. And we've lost a sense of hard work and dedication and doing what we need to do because we are not grounded in the truth. Right. We're so caught up in the lies. And then when we see people, everybody in this country wants to be successful, and yet we hate successful people. I mean, think about it. You know, every time somebody progresses or moves forward or is doing well, they go from being, you know, the best friend, the buddy, to all of a sudden he's the SOB that now is in charge. You know? And he he cheated his way to the top. She slept her way to the top. Or, you know, they did this and they did that. And they get in favors and they're being... Fa- Instead of us, you know, congratulating and, and, and praising people for working hard and putting in the hard work and making it happen, we want to make excuses. And then we want to treat everybody else that doesn't work hard the same way we treat people that do work hard. And then we wonder why we have hate and envy in, in our culture today. You know, in our... In our faith, Christ made it real simple. He said, men will hate you because of me. So we already know the world's going to hate us. You know why? Because we're supposed to be bringing the truth. We're supposed to be bringing light to the darkness. And the sad thing is, is we got people out there calling themselves Christians that don't live in truth. They've made accommodations and concessions because they're worried about hurting people's feelings. Let me tell you something. True love is grounded in truth. You love somebody, you better give them the truth. That's what love is. And guess what? Sometimes love hurts. The truth hurts. 
Hey, there are plenty of times I've been humbled by my wife. I've been humbled by my children. I've been humbled by my friends, my family. There are times I've been humbled at work and I got one of two choices. I can either sit there and stew on it, pull back and, and sit there and, and, and kind of regroup and think about it and be honest with myself and go, you know what? Maybe I should have done this a little better. Maybe I should have walked this out a little bit different. And maybe I need to change that instead of pointing fingers at everybody else except myself. You know, just like the name of the episode today, man, hate is going to hate. People will hate you regardless. That's the sad part. People are going to hate you whether you tell the truth or you lie. Either way. So you might as well tell the truth because when you do that, my friends... Well, hell, that's a revolution.